Tonight's on the Band from Ringside podcast, Team Hell No reunites. We're going to hook you up with your New Japan G1 preview, uh, the 10-year anniversary of the greatest promo of all time, and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the band from Ringside Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Vagy, a.k.a. Planes, Canes, and Automobiles. <laughs> to my right, as always, we have Two Beer, Zach nice. Pullman. What's going on, Two Beer? Oh, man, I'm just a little under the weather. I he guess that's it. okay because the fucking weather sucks here anyway. No beer, Zach Pullman. Uh, no beer for the last few days. And I mean, look, I came, I mean, I feel like shit, but like I'm like clear-headed. I'll probably remember what I say tonight, and I have notes. <laughs> <laughs> And to his right, as always, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Hashtag Booty Hills. It's all good, baby. Just looking at my man over here, feeling bad for him. But, you know, we are grinding as usual, fighting the possible tornado that could sweep Shock State Studios at any minute. Yeah, it is a stormy St. Louis outside, but we are nestled in safely, hopefully, in uh, the exquisite Shock City Studios. We got our favorite engineer turning the knobs tonight, Rich Harris. Thanks for taking over, Sam. He has been he has become unbearable over the last few weeks. Ever since he's taken over the lead in predictions, you notice how he's been a little uh, little extra lately. Yeah, he has been a little extra lately. And this is coming from the guy that's extra, like, all the fucking time. Yeah, you're extra, extra all the time. <laughs> uh, uh, guys, we got a bunch of stuff to get to tonight. Before we get too far into it, we're going to remind you of our day one-ish sponsors, mm-hmm. Soul Taco. They have the best Korean-Mexican fus- fusion food in all of the universe. Uh, they got spots in St. Louis, Missouri, Columbia, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, Chesterfield, Missouri, two food trucks driving around town, and they got this brand new, I wasn't allowed to say it last week, but they got this brand new dish on the uh, menu, which is kimchi waffle fries. Stop. It's a kimchi waffle fry oh, bowl. Uh, I haven't tried it yet, but I did see a picture, and it looks it looks pretty good, guys. If I if I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, it looks oh, it fucking fantastic. So fries with a Dr Pepper. So, <laughs> so go get yourself some Soul Taco, guys. They are a friend of the show. They're a sponsor of the show. They've been with us since day one. Uh, go hook them up. Tell them the band from Ringside sent you. And without further ado, I'm gonna buy some time so Rich can get back to the the board itself. We're gonna do it our three count. <laughs> ACB, why don't you hook us up? <sighs> Which one do I want to do? Which one do I want to do? I'll do the one that I'm least enthusiastic about the most. Tuesday night, Team Hell No re- reunites with Daniel Bryan getting his ass handed to him by the Bludgeon Brothers, getting ready to squash him into the mat, and then Kane comes down, makes the save. Extends his arms where Daniel Bryan is kind of like, eh, I don't know, the last time I saw you, you, you beat me in the dark, but... Hey, what the hell? We're going to hug it out anyway. Team Hell knows back. They're going to have a match against the Bludgeon Brothers at Extreme Rules. I don't know if there is an Extreme Rules stipulation to this as of yet, but the there, match is going set. To be. There has to be. Oh, there, there's two or three matches announced. No Extreme Rules going to be headshots only. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, they, they basically playing us for the stupid. Flying headbutt match. <laughs> <laughs> they're basically playing us for stupid, in my opinion, because... 
last week we couldn't figure out who Daniel Bryan's partner could be. But this is the reason why. The last two times I saw Kane, he was getting buried by Braun Strowman on Braun Strowman's ascension to the top. And then subsequently thereafter, when Daniel Bryan returned, he jumped Daniel Bryan in the dark. Why would you think Kane would make the save? I get it. It makes sense now. But if you use a little logical thinking, Kane's the last person in the world that should make this save. It makes sense. But well, it's WWE logic. Go ahead, Zach. What what, what were just, your thoughts on it say, when it happened? Uh, my thoughts are just purely that it's a nostalgia act uh, to bide some time and uh, before Brian goes to the main event. Um, that was all I thought. It's funny because I didn't even think logically because I, I try not to do that anymore with WWE. <laughs> uh, you know, I feel like WWE creative just feels like everyone's taken as many shots to the head as Daniel Bryan has, and they just never remember anything. <laughs> Sorry, that was my second concussion joke in like five minutes. I'm not even drinking. Um, but really, uh, that is like kind of miserable whenever you think about it. Uh, there's no retconning either. It's just you're just supposed to forget. Uh, Actually, but no, I had forgot. I, I, don't I forgot re- it too. Yeah. I don't remember Kane jumping Daniel Bryan. Even when you said it, I still don't remember what you're talking about. Uh, I think Is it, it was, when he was GM? It was because it went dark. You know, you didn't see him. It was before he was, yeah, it was when he was GM, so it was before you even uh, saw him back in action, so you didn't know, you know, if he really took a bump or if that's why they, you know, cut the lights or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, it's a nostalgia act until, uh, you know, to bide some time until Brian faces uh, AJ or whoever at WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, I miss first uh, AJ yeah. maybe down the line. Oh, I think it's the opposite. I, I'll, I'll get to that later. I okay. think it's going to be Miz at WrestleMania. AJ probably before that. Um, I was surprised. You know, it when Daniel Bryan launched into a what's what was seemingly a feud with the Bludgeon Brothers last week. It was kind of like. I can't remember if we had the conversation on the podcast, but I certainly thought, like, well, who were – I mean, it's not going to be Daniel Bryan versus the Bludgeon Brothers. Right. Like, he has to put somebody – they have to put him with somebody, maybe Randy Orton, maybe – I don't know. I don't even know who else it would be. But Kane never even crossed my mind, even though Team Hell No uh, was the only – it's the only guy that Daniel Bryan was ever in a tag team with in his run in WWE, unless I'm forgetting somebody. But, I mean, I, I know he's been in tag team matches head, yeah. because that's the way that Raw and SmackDown do it. Yeah, There's all sorts of tag team matches. But he, never he was had never a in a solid partner or whatever. Team Hell No was a tag team for a solid year. They yeah, had, I think they held the title for almost 300 days. Yeah, they were. I mean, they had the whole angle with Dr. Shelby. And then when they. That was bef- that was after they had the, uh, the three way feud with AJ uh, Lee falling in love with Punk. Brian and Kane all in one feud, which I was a big fan of. But I was pleasantly surprised when Kane's music played. I'm actually pro this. I don't think that you need to thrust Daniel Bryan directly into a title feud. Like, make the crowd kind of wait for it a little bit. And plus, we got to see. I, I, I know it. we don't have to treat him with kid gloves. But let's see if he can stay healthy for a while. Let's see if he can. Uh, yeah, we, it's good we, to have him in a tag scenario. We, we know that he's popular enough to carry a brand. That's there's no question about it. He can also carry a brand without having the belt for a while, and they might put the tag belts on him. Like, they very well could, because I mean, the Bludgeon Brothers have had a in WWE standards. They've had a nice little run. Look, I agree with since, everything. Since Mania, yeah, so I, I agree with everything months. that you just said. 
everything you just said. I just want originality. Just once. One time, let's not recycle multiple storylines over multiple brands. Just once, show me something different. Oh, that's that, it. That part doesn't bother me at all. Oh, that bothers the shit out of me, man. This is good. I mean, like, we're just supposed to forget this? And I mean, maybe others have. I haven't. Because you were going to say, you were going to ask me some questions or whatever. I was like, well, to me, this is the problem. Kane is the last person you could think of because Kane, the last time we checked, he attacked Daniel Bryan for no reason, no provocation. And now there's nothing behind this. We're, I mean, I'm sure we're going to explain it next I do week. A pod, I, mean, I do a wrestling podcast every week. And, really? And I do not remember Kane attacking Daniel Bryan backstage. Like when you say the lights went dark, it's like that kind of rings was a bell on, with It was me. on a Raw when Daniel Bryan was a, the SmackDown commissioner. For whatever reason, he came to Raw. It was in the back. I can't remember who he was there with beforehand. Maybe Kurt Angle. The lights go dark. You see kind of, you know, the specter of Kane. And next thing you know, you hear, you know, basically Kane jumps Daniel Bryan. I mean, I believe you that it happened. And okay, it, does, so it does ring a bell. But so if we're doing kayfabe style. kayfabe style. At the time, though. Why? Okay. Why Why if you're Daniel Bryan, why are you hugging it out? Let's do kayfabe style. Kayfabe style. And let's say that uh, at the time, Daniel Bryan was not a was not a wrestler at the time he was a he was in a position of authority and now when kane sees that his old buddy came back kane kayfabe style had a change of heart saw him getting picked on by two guys that are way bigger than by the way luke harper rules man yeah. luke harper yep. is him and dane bryan had a really great match before the before all this stuff yeah, happened, I saw somebody bad. on Twitter or Reddit, and they were just like, uh, "Hey, here's your yearly reminder that Luke Harper is a really great singles wrestler." Oh yeah, man, he's the best big man they have. Yeah, like great. in terms of in ring and what all the stuff that he can do. Like he's he's not doing uh, he's not doing frog splashes or shooting stars like Vader or anything. But yeah, but he's doing suicide dives. I mean, it's not like he's not agile by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, he's better than Braun Strowman. He's probably not. Yeah. He probably doesn't have as much. He doesn't have as much charisma. And he, he doesn't have the, uh, I, I don't know, the panache that Braun Strowman does. But he's certainly in ring. He's the move best. Move for move, I would take Harper over Strowman every day twice on Sunday. I would, too. I mean, in terms of big men wrestling. Uh, easily. He reminds me of an old king. Or of a young Kane, I should say. Yeah, maybe. Man, man, Kane could really move back in the day. Okay, let's not get out. Kane also stood about three inches taller than Harper, which is still kind of fucked up. But I get this was the question I was going to ask you, and I'll go to you first, Two Beer. Is this the best use of Daniel Bryan, or would you rather? I mean, let's say that Daniel Bryan has a has a finite number of bumps that he can take. Which, like I said, I don't want to be treating him with kid gloves. But let's say that he's not going to be around forever because he is. He's already been hurt. He's already been sidelined for the rest of his career. This is the second coming of Daniel Bryan. Is this the best use for him? Uh, best use, I, I don't know. It just depends on what you want to go for. I think it's definitely a good. I'm move. asking you what you want to go for. Uh, longevity for him and health for him. So I think in that term, yeah, it's a great move. Also, our J Bell. Putting my selfishness aside, it makes sense. As long as at some point we get Miz and or AJ versus Daniel Bryan. I'll be okay with it. You're getting both of those before Daniel Bryan is done, barring some. He still got to sign it. He still he has to resign with the WWE. I mean, Man, his contract's coming up. He'll do it, and I mean, that's you might you might get him 
with some talent from NXT that comes up. You know? Okay, and you're going to get Nakamura, Brian, too, at some time. You would like to think, but he said he wants to wrestle strong. He said he wants to wrestle Cole. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, O'Reilly, yeah, like so all those guys. This so. is one of those things where selfishly, and you said it before, you got to strike while the iron is hot. This is Daniel Bryan, and we've already, and his health problems are well documented. Yes. This might be one of those times where. And the problems with his head, it's not with any ligaments right. or. Uh, you know, I don't want to. Like I don't want to hear about yeah. Daniel Bryan twenty years from now. You know, killing himself because of CTE. I want to. I want him to be healthy, have a long career because obviously this is what he wants to do. But the selfish Jason, I want Miz. I want AJ Styles in the next calendar year. Well, I'll point out that SmackDown started off with the Miz TV with the with the, <laughs> with the Blumkin brothers and uh, and. Miz carried the entire promo because the Bludgeon Brothers just stood there and stared at him, which I thought was really good. No, that's what they're supposed to do. And still remind you how great the Miz is, that he can carry an entire segment by himself with two guys, and he's speaking for them. But the whole thing was about Daniel Bryan. They are making a very conscious effort to keep Daniel Bryan versus the Miz in your head while waiting for you. Oh, yeah. I, it could they be teased a, it last week. We're just surrounding it this week. It's a slow build. We're getting there. They're doing, Summer, they're they're doing doing a good job. Yeah, I, I, give, I, give them some credit. They're no, doing I'll give them credit. I'm they're, telling a long term story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, and that's very Which rare for usually WWE. Not, they're usually not good at on the main roster. Agreed. Nope. NXT is a whole another schedule, and I'm sure if we we can get it faded in the next hour, we can. If not, Gargano, Ciampa, three. God forbid that Joker's for the title. It's but, it's I think it's going to be for the title, and I think it's going to be a wild stipulation again. Yeah, because we've had crazy. two stipulations. You can't just have a vanilla match unless you do just have a vanilla match and then watch him. Just- the loser dies. <laughs> That's about <laughs> it at this point. Yeah, fight to the death. Um, I will say that I think I'd rather see at this point. I'd rather see Miz versus Daniel Bryan than AJ versus Daniel Bryan. Yeah, there's more of a story. Like there's so much there's so much work rate going on in the WWE right now, and not only in the WWE, but outside, but for real spectacle and real long-term storytelling. If you go back to the promo that Miz cut on Daniel Bryan on Talking Smack, like probably almost a year ago. Yeah. Or more than a year. I was going to say, I I thought it was two years ago. So let's make that motherfucker at WrestleMania, make it the main event. Like seriously. I won't say, I won't say it's it's the main event, but it's, I don't think it's a WrestleMania match. Vince might make it, might not make it the main event, but I would, that that would be the match that I'd want to see the most. As, as far as I'm going to see, there is, there would be no other match that you can make at this point. That would mean more. It'd be so significant to me because there's such an emotional tie to it. It's, It's two years in the making and it you didn't think it would happen and now all of a sudden we have a chance to make this happen for me that would be the main event you're forgetting about roman versus brock we're getting ready to get that here in a little bit that'll be the last word uh we'll move it to our two count two beer what's the two count Oh, I'm, I'm dying. Oh, Jesus Christ. See, he's not an alcoholic. He just knows what his body needs. His, no, his body's, body's rejecting his body's the rejecting health. The, his body's rejecting the health. <laughs> it must be it. Uh, so, two count, we finally get a Bailey heel turn. Or do we? Um, I, for one, be right. think that it was definitely an attempt at a heel turn. Uh, the crowd reaction would not have you believing that, but the fact that They've kind of ruined this feud and gone back and forth and, you know, they've drugged this thing out uh, to the point where any kind of action 
uh, is going to be cheered. So Bailey got a huge pop for just beating Sasha from behind. Yeah. Attacks her from behind, beats the shit out of her, throws her off the apron, throws her into the steps, gets in her face, and you does ain't the whole, shit. Yeah, you ain't shit. Like was not censored out. That was cool. I love that. Yeah, I mean that's got to be the biggest indication that that's a heel turn, right? Yeah, because like, she, she she cursed. cursed. Yep. on PG television. Ah, as I being the smart guy that I am from time to time, I put a poll on BFR Pod so we can get this out the way. All social media, we're doing. Uh, Facebook first. Friends of BFR banned from Ringside Podcast on Facebook. On Twitter, I'm BFRJCB. That's BFR Bill. BFR Zach, all lowercase letters with an H, and BFR Pod and BFR Pod on Instagram. Put a poll on BFR Pod. Was Sasha was the Bailey move a heel move? 54% said no. A lot of people are saying this is character development. Which I don't necessarily understand. That's wow. you know that's the running argument for most people. For me personally, that's a heel move. Yeah, heels jump motherfuckers from behind. Yeah, we love heels our fans. Mother- <laughs> that's wrong. <laughs> heels heels jump people from behind. Heels smack people in the face. Yeah, heels point at you and say you ain't shit. Yep, that's right. For me personally, that's a heel move. The only problem I have with this is the fact that. After the fact, you get the Kurt Angle uh, segment where they got to go to uh, counseling or whatever. No, no, no. If you're going to say that, then have Bailey, you know, push Kurt off. Don't have her agree to counseling because all you did, you built this up and then you finally gave us the payoff, which is perfect. She looked like a badass. Yeah, because Bailey is the last person you would think of that would turn heel. They completely undercut it with the counseling. Boom. Yeah, and then literally it. later on in the show, yeah. Braun Strowman flips Bailey a car, be- and it like they're like, "Oh, that's oh, no, cool. no, it's okay. Yeah. No counseling for him." Yeah, I say, let's not worry about property damage. But you know, the shit that happens in kayfabe style WWE. Oh, now we got to have a problem with that. Bailey, Get the should, fuck out Bailey of here. should have been like, "I have a contract." And nowhere in my contract does it say that you have to make me go to counseling. Piss off, Kurt. Yep. And then she should have flicked him in his nose or something. It kept it moving. It just it kept been it moving. It was. It, yeah, yeah, it, it was. Just, a, it it was totally a, took away from the biggest the reason, moment of wrong. The reason why the crowd popped when she turned heel, the crowd popped because it was finally some development something in the happened. story. Something happened. They would have cheered either one of them beating the shit out of the yeah, other one. Agreed. It would. It did not matter. I know it was in San Diego, and people were like, "Oh, but they popped because Bailey's, from, you know, from San Diego." First off, she's not from San Diego; she's from San Jose. Number two, like oh. you just said. I mean, if if they'd have breathed wrong and like Sasha, you know, fell on Bailey, and then Sasha was like, "Well, fuck it, I'm gonna beat her ass," everybody would have popped. We've waited before WrestleMania. This has been months in the making. I'd like a slow burn, like the next person, but God damn, I need some sort of action. And we got the action, and people are still to this day debating it. On social media, is this a face, a face or a heel turn? To me, this is a muddle. Yeah, because it's only muddled because of that backstage segment. It happens when you say there's no faces and no heels. There has to be faces and heels. There just has to be. Everything works better in NXT when shits are faces and heels. Everything worked better at NXT UK when it was the Bruiserweight versus Zach Gibson, and you knew who you never heard of. You knew who the babyface was. You knew who the heel was, and the crowd was. And I know it seems Excuse simple. Excuse me, the crowd was going nuts. I know it seems simple to oh, you know do faces so and heels, and I, and I don't like that. You know, oh, it's, everybody's in a gray area. That's bullshit. I like to know who the fuck bullshit. to boo. I like to know who the fuck to cheer. I'm not saying I'm a fucking you know 
a fowler in this sense, but for me, it's just fucking simple. I like heels. So for me, I look at the heels and do, is, does this person do what a a good heel should do deflect blame, you know, Oh, I didn't lose the title. The referee fucked it up. You know, here's my truth, but it's the truth you know from my eyes. That's a, that's a great segue to our three count. Nice. I see. You. And, our, and, and the three count is we had a fantastic match Monday night between Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins, 30 minute long match, right? They were killing each other. They were doing it all out. Seth Rollins does that. The, the the power bomb off the top rope. Oh, that's a suplex. Suplex off the top rope into, into the, the Falcon, Falcon arrow, arrow, which should be a finisher, and I'll that should be. A, <laughs> but I digress. And then you have so thirty minutes of total burning down the barn, right? And then Drew McIntyre comes out, spoils the match. Uh, it's a DQ. They start beating the shit out of Rollins. Roman Reigns makes a save. So, and this is where I was going with the Bailey stuff. Is that Roman Reigns, who it's well documented how I feel about his character and you about him. his performance. You love him. Roman Reigns acts acts a total fucking heel at the beginning of that of that Raw, right? With Bob, the Bobby Lashley segment, making fun of Bobby Lashley. First of all, calling him Bob is a total heel move. Yeah, I mean, second of all, Roman Reigns makes fun of Bobby Lashley's MMA career. Bobby Lashley was fifteen and two in MMA. Fuck off, Roman Reigns. Three. <laughs> he just acts like a total heel. He cuts promos like a heel. He wrestles like a heel. The crowd boos the shit out of him. Guy's a heel, right? And then the guy comes out and makes a save on the biggie, biggest, baby, biggest baby face on the roster right now. Besides on the raw Dan, side. On the raw side. Biggest baby face. He comes out and makes a save. The crowd doesn't know what to think. So either make him don't I mean I guess they're trying to make him like a badass like when he cuts promos against Bobby Lashley but he just seems like a sourpuss and that can, and so I wonder did they make it a thirty minute barn burner to get more heat on McIntyre and Ziggler that they broke up the match or to make the save if they're Roman is irredeemable at this point right am I wrong two ear. He's irredeemable unless you turn him heel. Unless you turn him heel, right? Have him. It would have been great if he would have came out, saved Seth Rollins, got Drew McIntyre and D- Dolph Ziggler out of there, and then speared him. Yeah. Now we're talking about something, <laughs> right? Now we're talking. Yeah, we something. But, I mean, Vince is clearly reluctant to do that, number one. Number two. Clearly. I think we've said this before with uh, the Samoa Joe-Daniel Bryan match when they had that a few weeks ago. What's the one way you can piss the general fan base off. You fuck up our dream match. That's yeah. all they did. Yeah. Which makes sense. You extended to Extreme Rules that's coming up here in a few weeks, three or four weeks, give or take. You yeah, but the- Rollins Ziggler is not a dream match until we're 25 minutes into it. And they were like, oh, this is the match I never knew I needed. And now I'm watching it. And these guys. It was nice to have a main week. event. That was a main event. Yeah, and it came on at 930, well, and the, I, I, I mean, was the, like, holy the shit. The IC belt is the, the de facto universal title. I mean, yeah. it, until we see Brock Lesnar come back. I mean, Ooh, it, it doesn't even, Brock Lesnar's not going to fight Extreme Rules either, which is another story for another day. Yeah. But, so, do you think that they made that match that long and that great to put more heat on McIntyre and Ziggler or, or to, to help out and mm, to give uh, yeah. Roman Reigns the shine? 
it's Vince. I will always lean with Vince towards the Roman Reigns portion of our program. It was probably more lead, lead to Roman. To um, it was probably more so to make Roman Reigns look like the you know the sympathetic character, the the baby face that Vince wants him to be, but the fans reject him to be. Um, it's the same thing with his early promo at the beginning of the show, where he's constantly you know like you know. Uh, Brock is not here again. You know he's not coming back. You know he doesn't give a he doesn't give a fuck about you kind of deal. You know he's basically trying. Vince is trying to basically position Roman again in another way where I'm the guy that you need. I'm the guy that's always here. I'm the guy that's grinding. Where the hell is Brock? You know. But, but what he's doing is he's trying to make the crowd be more pro WWE than anti Roman Reigns, and that's never going to work. What do you mean pro WWE? Because if if I'm Roman Reigns and I'm saying, man, uh, I'm here every night and Brock Lesnar's never here because Brock Lesnar doesn't care about the WWE. It's like the crowd doesn't care about that. The crowd invests in characters. Agreed. That's what they do. Daniel Bryan, great character, right? Seth Rollins, great babyface. He finally he finally came around like he should have at the beginning, which we always talk about. Right. But they inv- Rusev and Rusev Day. Rusev became Rusev starts smiling, and all of a sudden, people really bought into it. He started showing a little bit more of his goofy side. People Back to buy into this week. People, yeah, quickly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like but, man, they're gonna fuck that up too. No, they're not gonna but fuck yeah, it up. People don't care about the WWE as a company. It's about the characters. Like pe- people weren't so excited that Austin rallied against. WWE as a company, it was Austin versus Mr. McMahon. Right, right. Like that, Mr. McMahon character is one of the greatest characters in all of yeah, wrestling. Yeah, because he's sure. he's like that one boss we've all had. That's that is that boss. He is irrational. He'll fly off for the drop of hat. He'll fire a motherfucker that deserve doesn't deserve to get fired. But then the guy that smooches his ass the right way, that's his boy. You know what never gets chanted? WWE or WWE. ECW will get chanted. NXT, NXT. will get championed or chanted. Yeah. WWE never gets chanted because they are still seen as the bad guys. Like, because the authority figures in WWE are always the bad guys. Paige, uh, well, the the GM in this scenario, Paige, Kurt are positioned as faces, but then no, I mean, the people but, above them. But I know, mean, th- this the check McMahon's- this check was written a long time ago, though. I mean, it'll, it 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 might come back some other time if there's if there's another uh, promotion that challenges WWE, but it's not going to happen anytime soon. No. it's because they're still perceived as the bad guys. So when Roman Reigns goes out there and says, "I'm here all the time," you're not. It doesn't matter. People still hate Roman Reigns. Agreed. Which. I do too. Fuck him. I can't fucking stand no, it just, him. He's, I'm so done with it. His character is bad, dude. Go That's away what it for is. a year. He's a bad wrestler. Well, we've already, okay, yeah. Uh, we've already we digress. Go ahead. We go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> See, Zach's usually way more permissive of this when he's wasted. Now he's sober. And now he's shaking his head at me. All, he's so dismissive. <laughs> Who is this masked man? Pat him down. <laughs> That'll do it for our three counts. Take a drink of my Budweiser. Hey. Uh, our second sponsor uh, this week, as always, is JJ Twigs on Southampton. Hey, uh, friend of the show, uh, friend of BFR on Facebook, follows us on Twitter. Scotty Bourne, we've met, we've met him at several different uh, Glory Pro shows. 
This is proof that this can happen, guys. If you guys get a hold of me or of Jason or of Zach or just BFR Pod anywhere, we I will send you gift cards. I have JJ Twix gift cards to give out. Scotty Boring got a hold of me. He's got two two ten dollar gift cards coming nice, his way. Baby. Yeah, JJ Twix Pizza is the best St. Louis style pizza that you will have in the best environment on Southampton. And Scotty, I mailed those out yesterday. You should have gotten them today or maybe tomorrow, but you'll get them. Uh, my wife and I went there on Sunday before we went to the pool. Thanks for the invite as usual. Yeah, well, I'm, I figured you were still sleeping. It was 11 o'clock in the morning. I didn't leave the east side until like 7, so yeah, it's probably a safe bet. Damn. Hold on. Let's put off the advertisement here. <laughs> Wait, what let's, were you doing on the about East Side? Yeah. Let's, let's hear this story. <laughs> it was my boy's birthday, and uh, things got a little crazy. Uh, I got the Super Mario, like I always do, which is the homemade chopped meatballs with fresh basil. I also got the Chow Bella, which is, uh, un- I'm a meat eater, but this has turned into my second favorite pizza there because it's garlicky, if you like that. It's got Ooh. an olive oil and garlic base with spinach, tomatoes, artichokes, and onions. It's- okay. The best veggie pizza. Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's like a margarita. Fa- it's my favorite veg. Oh, it's not like a margarita. Yeah, yeah, but it's, my say, sa- it's my favorite veggie pizza in the in the history of the world. Go there, guys. Watch yourself some Cardinals. <laughs> watch yourself some World Cup. JJ Twigs. Uh, tell down Anna, with Germany. Tell- nice. <laughs> Alex is the owner, and she's my favorite owner in all of St. Louis. Tell them the band from Ringside sent you. This is band from Ringside. All right, so we got the G1 Classic starting in New Japan on the 14th of July, which is going to start a month of sleep deprivation for a lot of us. Amen. Best uh, singles tournament in all of wrestling is the general consensus. It's kind of between that and Best of the Super Juniors and uh, the PWG Battle of Los Angeles. Uh, Starts at 714. It's going to run all month. It's going to end three-night special in Budokan Hall uh, August 10th. It's the last night of A Block where we have Okada versus Tanahashi, which is like the 14th or 15th time they've wrestled. <laughs> That's fine. Bring it on, and baby. Every, every one of them has been amazing. Uh, the 11th, we got B Block, which is going to headline with Omega and Ibushi. Uh, last time they wrestled singly was in 2012 in that same building, and Ibushi was banned from the building forever for moonsaulting off the balcony when they told him not to. So I don't know. <laughs> I love like them already, <laughs> I guess they uh, more. <laughs> I guess they're padding their pockets. <laughs> and then of course the finals on the 12th. Uh, first year that this is different uh, is that it's live in English on New Japan World for the entire tournament. So nice. Kevin Kelly, it, that's nice. going to be fucking great. No, that's huge because especially from a guy like myself, this is my first. Full years is my second G one. I could follow along, but it just makes it so much easier when you have the English. Especially at three in the morning, you're like oh, trying shit. to stay awake, and there's you, you know, oh, I'm the, hearing this screaming. Yeah. That's not helping me stay awake. No. Not to mention Kevin Kelly is really got a really good way. Really good. The only difference this year between wrestlers is Yuji Nagata and Satoshi Kojima are out. And Jay White and Hangman Page are in. So. No problem with that. Bring in new talent, new young talent that can get yeah. pushed and you know introduced love, to the rest I love of the fucking Jay World. I'll go yeah. fucking Hangman Page. He's yeah. the next world champion. I'm telling that so, right now. So, uh, that's why I was going to ask. Who do you think is going to win the G1? Uh, just looking at it real quick, I would say I'm going to go with a, an Okada Naito final. And as long as. Kenny Omega is still champion. I'm going to take Naito and Kenny Omega at next year's Wrestle Kingdom. Is there any reason why Omega wouldn't still be champion? It shouldn't. It shouldn't. I mean, he happen just got between it. Now he, he and, just got it. Yeah, after I was going to say it shouldn't happen between now and July, but uh, it, it's professional wrestling. Weird things happen. 
I don't know. I it's a little early for me to to pick. Just running down A block, we got Tanahashi, Makabe, Elgin Okada, Jay White, Yoshihashi, Bad Luck Fale, Hangman Page, Evil, and Suzuki. B block, we got Robinson, Juice Robinson, Goto, Ishii, Yano, Omega, Ibushi, Tonga, Naito, and Sonata, and Zack Sabre Jr. We've, Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. God. We've never had someone. Zack Sabre Jr. I've, I've been completely turned around on Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, was, my God. So, I Finally. Know. <laughs> I know, right? He went from get him some knee pads to uh, I love now this he's guy. The well, he's the man. Shut the fuck up. No, hold he, on a second. He gave Okada all he wanted. Hold on a second. He needs knee pads, though, right? That's, Come him. On. That's his problem, man. It ain't your knees. <laughs> no, I mean, he. it looks bad with no knee pads when you got chicken legs like that. That being said, he's a great... He put on one of the one of my he's favorite matches of all time with him versus Okada is one of my favorite matches of all time. Just because it was so unusual. He's just so unusual, you know? It's like different. It's so different. And Every move has a counter move and, and there, he knows them all. There are shades of him just... Just because it's fresh in my mind, because I watched it today, there are shades of Zack Saber Jr. in Pete Dunne. The way that Pete Dunne wrestles, Definitely. Pete Dunne likes to twist guys in pretzels. He likes to you. Uh, he, he likes to try to break frank fingers and, and stuff like and that. And I love Pete Dunne, but that is you know entry level one hundred and one. Zack Saber no, Jr. It's, it's, it's not on the, whole, it's on the same level, level. But Zack Saber Jr. also has ten years True. of professional wrestling sure. on Zack Saber or on, on Pete Dunne. Dunne. Yeah, True so story. yeah. But uh, I like, I think I like, did you say Takahashi was in block A? Tanahashi. Or Tanahashi. Ah, then I, I don't know. It's it's tough because. You just I think, don't know. I think that's one, what the great part that, about it is. You really don't. And I think one thing that might happen this year because I there's. I mean, you could see Juice Robinson winning, right? Yeah, I think it's yeah, early for yeah, him. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's too a early for him. Yeah. I would see him beating Jay White maybe at. Uh, on the seventh at the Cow Palace, that would you make guys, sense. You guys watch more than I do, so I'm, I'm a bit of a novice compared to you guys. But um, I, I think, think that's a, that's a for me. That's just a big jump. I think they're going to stick to the big four, big, big four, and then make a, a which is Naido, big, Okada, Omega, Tanahashi, and Tanahashi. One of one no, of those no four Ishii? people. Uh, Ishii, I love. I just think he's just he's going. He's to me right now. A he's little a battle mid, ram man. He's a, no, he's, yeah, he is. He's a bad motherfucker. He's mid card. If there is such a mid card in uh, New stout. Japan, here's the thing though: we've never had someone win and then lose their briefcase defense because there's always right. a, def- yeah. a defense match. Right. So I think this year might be the year to kind of you know we got more exposure to New Japan than ever before. And you know we've got this you know great app that people that are Gato's subscribing to, and I think you know Gato might throw a little bit of a swerve action. So you know maybe like Naito gets it, Naito loses the briefcase. Oh, that, oh, oh no, no, that would, no, that'd be the most brutal thing no, that I could imagine. No, I would be in the middle of the street. So that's a or like Tanahashi, you know, you get the okay, ace. Okay, that's fine. You know, that's fine. I don't so, have a problem with that. <laughs> Just don't tease me with fucking. Or maybe Naito. they tease us with another Omega Okada match. And then I think it's too early for that. I, yeah. gonna say, I think, but then I think Omega's going to be there. I think Omega's going to be there for Wrestle Kingdom. Who makes it there? That's the question. All right, that's certainly something to look forward to. This is banned from ringside. All right, guys. Um, today or this week is the seven-year anniversary of the second greatest promo of all time, which is the uh, CM Punk pipe bomb promo changed the face of wrestling and i think that we're still feeling the uh, the ripple effects of it tune right. into uh, last year's pod to no, get we our did, rundown. no we just did one just recently i don't th- i don't think that that's an exaggeration though i know we've talked about several times on yeah. the podcast but this is like our 60th podcast and i think that it's important 
that to obviously re, not, go not back. Every, not everybody's listening. Not obviously everybody's listening back, to all the podcasts. The archives, see but, how we've grown in the calendar. Yes, <laughs> but the pipe bomb promo is well discussed here. Yes, and it's also very important. Mm. It, it will always be important in the history of wrestling. It, it it's. It's what, one, he, what CM Punk says still resonates, and you still see. It's one a of those lot things. It it's one of those things that will be talked about in twenty years, the Agreed. same way that we still talk about the Montreal screw job. Agreed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So uh, it's also the ten-year anniversary of the only promo better than that, <laughs> and I'm going to play you about a minute of it right now. Okay. For the TNA heavyweight title at Sacrifice between you, Kurt Angle, and Samoa Joe. Scott Steiner. Now, before you get there, you have an important step tonight as you and X Division champion Petey Williams take on the unlikely duo of Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe. You know, they say all men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at Samoa Joe, and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one on one with another wrestler, you got a 50 50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak. And I'm not normal. I'm so you got a 25% at best at beating me. <laughs> and then you add Kurt Angle to the mix. Your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. <laughs> but I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning. Because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me. And he's not even going to try. So Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance. Minus my 25% chance, and you got an 8 and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning, if we used to go one-on-one, -on -one, and then add 66 and two-thirds percents, I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, Carry the, the numbers Carry don't the lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. <laughs> See, but I'm going to break it down for you, ladies. Oh, God, no. Would you rather be with me, or would you rather be with Joe? Oh. Well, I okay, just see. Easy. Nice. I mean, you know. See, you're one of those girls that like romance. I'm going to talk to all my freaks out there. Would you rather come home to me, a genetic freak, to be satisfied every night, or go home to that fat-ass small Joe? Oh. See, tonight, we're going to win... And I'm going to be the world champion at sacrifice. Come on, P. Let's go. Scotty, just like you always say. All right. That, that's, I mean, oh, man, it's impossible yeah. to get through that without not laughing. Oh, no. <laughs> His math is not solid. His math is not solid. Not even but... close. It went from 25 to 33.3. All like, right. Whoop. So what was Scott Steiner thinking? Like, do you think he... I mean, you think no, he thought he, he did not think he was being funny going into that. I don't think he thought he was being funny. No, I think he went in there like he really thought that he had the grasp on what he was going to say. It started off one way, and then once it, it kind of veered off into that thirty-three point, you know, thirty-three in the third. That was a totally different. That was a totally different avenue, and he was just like, "Well, fuck it, I'm going, I'm running with it, I'm running with it." And eventually, he gave himself a hundred forty-one and two-thirds <laughs> chance of winning. <laughs> <laughs> and the sad part about it is Bill was telling me about this on the way here. And I was like, don't tell me. Don't I'm tell crying, me. I don't want to know. I'm I don't want to know. This is the organic reaction I have because literally I have tears in my eyes, giggling my ass off over Scott Steiner. I never thought in a trillion years we'd ever talk about Scott Steiner and relevancy in this scenario. We should on talk this podcast. more about Scott Steiner, God, though. Damn, that shit is fucking funny. <laughs> Scott Steiner is really good. Not better to see a punk, but goddamn funny. <laughs> uh, there's a couple other. I just wanted to play that for the BFR no, it's, it's BFR family out there. Oh, it's the 10-year anniversary. 20-year anniversary of, uh, did we say Mick Foley getting uh, 
thrown off the uh, the top of the hell is a cell. King yeah. of the Ring '98. Today, 20 Jesus years ago. Christ. Too I'd, bad there's not a King of the Ring pay per view this weekend. I, uh, I mean, that's pretty much what G1 is, right? But no, well, kind of, sort of. They're King of the Ring, except. I would not be surprised like if King the, of the NXT Ring. UK brand does a King of the Ring. It makes too much sense. That'd be dope. I think they Especially would. Especially with all the talent that they have. Yeah, and it, it, like I said, it's it's a King of the Ring. It would make sense. That would be something that NXT would do. And they're a constitutional would... monarchy. Okay, see? Man, you can tell he's sober this week. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Any thoughts on... Uh, we're getting a James ellsworth Oscar match next week. Any thoughts on that? That we're getting the first intergender WWE match in many a year, unless I'm forgetting something along the way. I mean, if it lasts more than 45 seconds, it's going to be garbage. Yeah, it's going to... I mean, I would think that Carmella's probably going to come out and sabotage it somehow, right? You you would like to think so, but, I mean... Same time, Ellsworth's a pretty good promo. He's a good promo, and he's fun, but, I mean, like, kayfabe style, like, Asuka should just destroy him. Oh, yeah, this should be, like, two minutes tops, if even two minutes. Kayfabe style, yeah. Um... You know who else cut a good promo this week? And I know it was cut out of the Hulu version, and I had to go back and watch it on my DVR, was Mojo Raleigh cut a really good promo on No No Way Jose this week. Too bad that it was on No Way Jose. I know, but I think think that I'm a Mojo Raleigh fan. I think think you could go places. I think I'm I'm getting there, yeah. Oh, man, y'all tripping. I was going to say, you... There's nothing wrong, you, but you're sober this week. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with having an undercard story. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying put a rocket, put a rocket pack on him and shoot him to the top. I'm saying that Mojo Raleigh is better than he used to be. And Mojo Raleigh, if you're going to have a three hour raw, Mojo Raleigh deserves a segment every week. Is that so crazy? Yes, it's so, it's so crazy. Him and No Way Jose need to be both in NXT, both of them. NXT's only an hour a week. Well, I hey, guess what? Completely disagree. And, and they, in that hour, we see we see people rotate or in main and throughout that hour. That's I mean, fine. How many? They don't need to be on this main s- roster. You know how many segments there are on every Raw? Like I write it down every week. There's 17 segments on every and, Raw. And we you know what's funny? That that Mojo Raleigh. You could have sacrificed that. And I mean, I like Mojo. He's fine. Uh, you could have sacrificed that for a Vader video package because we didn't get that. Yeah, no. I was about to say at best, you you know, in memory of Vader, boom, and then we move they, on. They, yeah, had, a, they, they had a thing at the beginning. There was a graphic that at the beginning. There's that new WWE collection right. that they're doing with Vader. But, I mean, that, how that's big not of a enough. star Vader yeah, that's was? that's not enough. Yeah, it was not enough. All right, what do we think about uh, 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 Authors of Pain were back? Holy shit, off the milk carton. <laughs> yeah, I know. And they squashed a couple of pretty cool jobbers. I like those guys. That was pretty, Gibson, that was pretty Gibson fun. Brothers. I yeah. Mean, they just blew right through them. That's what they're supposed to be doing. That's what they're supposed to be doing. Totally they fine. killed their momentum. I mean, the whole reason we brought them up. It wasn't the- them. They, I, there was a visa issue. Okay, but. So okay, there was right. no way for them. One okay. of them couldn't get in the country. I hear that. And that's oh, that's fine. really. I, no, I no that was that, that was the, the story. And Good I get I host that. a podcast. Hey, you know what? Maybe one day you can. <laughs> um, but that's. Okay. Maybe if that's the issue. Then okay, I get it. I'm not going to sit up here and knock it. But then it's just the whole. Mo- Either way, the momentum is dead. Now they have to rebuild it up. And Titus and Apollo Creed, oh, Apollo Creed, Apollo Cruz apparently are going to be the the first two victims of this shit. Uh, speaking of dead momentum, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura got bit by a police <laughs> dog this week backstage at a WWE event. Because uh, you know those police dogs, all they do is go around, <laughs> run around. 
There's a minority dude. <laughs> Asian dude, see it. It was, a, it was a bomb dog, so I guess now we do the. We oh! know that Kensuke is the bomb. Wait, are you saying that? Yeah, there is a little history about uh, German shepherds liking to ch- take a little ch- chunk out of chocolate people from time to time. Yeah, there's yeah, pictures. Shinsuke Nakamura ain't chocolate. He's minority in this case, so. He's more caramel. Oh, you think the dog knows that he's a minority hey, hey, just hey, in general? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, he's a dog. It's a dog. Dogs know their owners, and they know their owners well. If the owner says sit, they sit. If owners say attack, they attack. If Shinsuke Nakamura comes up doing all this bullshit, yeah, he's going to get bit. <laughs> he went up to the dog. Oh, yeah, his, that's exactly what Shinsuke died. Yeah, he was doing, he did his entrance to the right? dog. Yeah. Dog's like, you know what? Here, here's my public service announcement. And if in case I wasn't solidified as the heel in this podcast, maybe this will do it. Don't you say it. Don't you say it. Keep your fucking dogs off my planes. Keep your fucking dogs out of my brunch. I'm eating lunch on the patio. Keep your dogs out of there. Keep them at home. Nobody wants to see your dogs. And they're not your kids. They're not your kids. I love dogs as much as the next guy. I do. I just don't want to eat brunch with them. I don't want to go to a patio and have a dog sniffing at my feet while I'm trying to eat an Eggs Benedict. Or bite, dog ain't fucking with you, or man. Or biting our superstars. Dogs ain't <laughs> fucking with me. The dog ain't fucking That's with you. That's all dogs do is fuck with me, man. They're always <laughs> licking me and looking at me. Get the fuck out of here, dogs. I'm done with your dogs. Keep your dogs at home. That's Everybody what you got home for. I'll say Michael Vick is probably still looking for you to help out in this undercover dog fighting ring that they probably I, still got I going donated on. to his legal fund. Um, <laughs> 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 but we did get Jeff Hardy did an open challenge to uh, for the U.S. title and EY Eric Young came out. Eric Young, who I'm a big fan of, and I've been a big fan of Eric Young even when he was doing his comedy spots in TNA. I always thought that the guy had it. I always thought he looked good. Um, him and Hardy had a good match, and then the inevitable happened. Sanity came in, broke it up. The Usos came out to make the save, and then. Page makes it a three-on-three, typical WWE bullshit. But then Sandy lost the match. Now, I'm not one to overreact, and I don't want to say this is a burial, but why would you have Sandy lose their first match after they come out and beat the shit out of the Usos? Like, build up a little bit of tension, Especially guys. in a nothing right? match. It doesn't in mean a, anything. It didn't mean anything. It right. didn't make any sense to have Sandy lose the match. Thoughts on Sandy, JCB? Uh, kind of a... A quiet introduction to Sandy, which makes me really think that a lot of the main roster fans don't watch NXT. So that was a problem. If Unfortunately, if AOP has a, a visa issue, apparently Sandy had a trademark issue or something. You need to just keep you need to keep Sandy and AOP in our minds. If that means just, you know a little promo segment of, okay, Sandy's, you know, still coming or whatever. However you want to spin it because WWE spins it very well, you should have did it that way. Ultimately, the two things I take away from it is, one, like you said, Sandy loses this match, which they probably shouldn't have lost. It's not ultimately the end of the world, but they probably shouldn't have lost that match. And number two, the crowd had pretty much had no idea who Sandy was, and that's the bigger problem versus the match. They had itself. no idea who Sandy was. Yeah, Sanity is not the type of stable that should come in quietly either. They're called Sanity. They have a wicked intro. They got, like, really, you know, good intro music. Like, they should come out and, you know, you know, Shinsuke couldn't answer this challenge. Well, even though Eric Young and and, uh, 
Hardy had a good match, even though like Hardy's working injured. Like uh, maybe just come out and beat the fuck out of Hardy, and like leave him yeah. laying in the ring. I would, just, I would have, just and, act, have the Usos make the save. Yeah, act yeah. like oh. act like you're having a match, and then just beat the shit yeah. out of Hardy. And have the Usos right. make the save, and then have Sandy beat the shit out of them too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, or you can do you that know? too. I wouldn't have had either problem with that. Let me book the territory. <laughs> Let him book the territory. <laughs> I say keep him away from the fireball. He's actually thinking, <laughs> but he's right though. I mean, no, he's totally right. You you need to like. Put him over for a couple weeks, and then like, I'm really the Usos I, don't need this rub. I I really think that Bludgeon Brothers should beat Daniel Bryan and Kane at Extreme Rules. I know that they're probably not going to, but I would rather them WWE. When I say them, I'd rather them build up the tension for another pay per view for another month till SummerSlam, and then have Daniel Bryan and Kane win at SummerSlam, and then eventually, you know. He's got to go be a mayor at some point. Weave, yeah, weave your way out of there and have Daniel Bryan eventually challenge for the belt at WrestleMania or something like this. No, no, win no. The Royal Survivor Rumble. Series is the Daniel Bryan or challenge. Have, have him win the Royal Rumble and have Miz win the title off of AJ Styles before there. I'm totally fine. Boom. Let me book the territory. <laughs> I'm t- but I'm totally I'm t- <laughs> let's book the territory together. Yeah, no problem. I'm t- you know, we saw each other on Saturday, a family event, and sev- for the invite. several people came up to us and said, you should invite Jason Bell to these things. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's a true story. Yeah, whatever, motherfucker. And I'm like, I don't know how long you'd make it out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I need my own personal security out there, bro. We did get um, stopped at the checkpoint on the way back. Shocker. <laughs> I, I did not. <laughs> oh, my black ass has definitely been pulled over. I did oh, not. We, and we can't see in this motherfucker? Step um... <laughs> Uh, Rusev did not squash Xavier Woods, but beat the shit out of Xavier Woods. They made him look like a heel, but I'm glad that they're giving Rusev a couple wins before he eventually gets fed to AJ Styles, because that's what's going to happen. Um, One other thing is the backstage segment that I couldn't take my eyes off of, even though I wanted to retch and throw up the entire time I was watching it, was when the actresses from GLOW were backstage with... Naomi and Lana, who are apparently like best friends now, but I cannot stand. It's one of my least favorite things. Like, I don't need real celebrities having backstage segments with wrestlers. I thought you would have liked to have seen Allison Brie being a Mad Men fan, but uh, I, lo- I mean, I love Allison Brie, and I, I dug Glow too. I watched the first season of Glow, and I was it all it is is yeah, it's good. It's, yeah, good. it's, it's good. good. It's not great. It. It's not great. It's good. Like uh, all it is is money. It'll keep though. your interest. Netflix okay. gave them some money, and then they, they do they do that thing. It's like it's like an advertisement. Like I just ignore right. it. I don't like think season two. I think is coming. Out. I know, but like I know it's an advertisement. Like I get it, but like I was watching it, and I really wanted to turn it off, and I couldn't because it was so bad. Like even I just th- tune out. And even I just thinking about phone, it right now. Well, know. yeah, I was on my phone the whole time. Anyway, no, I was about like, to say, but, but the, googling like, Alison Brie, can, Candy Crush. The, it goes back to my my point. <laughs> <laughs> it goes back to my point earlier. K-Fave style. K-Fave Naomi style. has no business even on the same backstage segment as Lana. We had a dance off. We had a match against each other. We don't like each other. Now all of a sudden, we're we're supposed to be you know if we can just you know get on the same page, we can all go together. And we get know we here. know which one is the better dancer. I mean, it's Lana. And you know, also, it's you know, not you know how white people always dance with their <laughs> arms above their waist. Yeah, I know how white people always dance. No hip movement whatsoever. No, but this is not just the advertisement stuff. 
uh, I mean, they did this with uh, Balor and Braun on Raw. You had last week he was Braun's little buddy, right, and this yeah. week they're in opposite tag matches, and he's tagging with KO. KO. And then he flips his like. There's no, no that, that, none continuity. of that thing makes yeah, sense. That, that was bad. Where they had KO and Braun versus Finn and Baron Corbin. Yeah, it's like, bad match, so bad setup. Like it was just fucking stupid. Hey, how would let's let's try to confuse the audience as much as possible? We'll have Finn Balor and Baron Corbin against Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman. Face and heel versus face and heel. And plus, like it seem it seems like the crowd is kind of into Kevin, like Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens being friends. Like when Kevin Owens like appeals to him, and it's and gonna then, be like a KO face the, turn, and that's fine. But it's not though because no. Braun Strowman's treating him like a dick. Yeah, and he's chasing. It. He turned his car over for Christ's sake. I know. How is this a cool thing to do? This is banned from ringside. All right, guys, we got some birthdays. Uh, Jason, uh, get a grunt ready. <coughs> you ready? Wait, wait, wait. Me, 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 me. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. Alicia Fox is 32. Okay. I mean, <laughs> oh my God. I'm not you big on Alicia Fox. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She's too skinny for me. She's too skinny. I just threw something at She's too skinny. Cody is 33. Uh, Terry Funk is 74. Uh, shout out to my brother, Jacob, who uh, Jake. gave me a little bit of trivia that when Terry Funk tells Sam Elliott, when Terry Funk in the movie Roadhouse calls Sam Elliott dad, they're the exact same age. Uh, Scott Dawson Damn. is 34. Bret Hart's 61. Scotty Too Hotty doing the worm on into age 45. And born on the 4th of July in the exact same year, we have Barry Windham and Sid Vicious. Damn. Hey, everybody. We know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you taking the time to listen to ours. For Shock City Studios, for for Rich Harris, check, check. for Sam Mall, who was just giving us the suck it sign outside for no goddamn reason. He acts like we did this to him before. For check. JJ Twigs, check. for Soul Taco, check. for Two Beers, Zach Pullman, for Get Jason Cornelius Bell. This check, is check. Bill Vagan. Everybody, boo the heels. Please and thank you. Inside.